Welcome back, everyone, to the Dialogue Options Podcast with your ever-faithful hosts, Joel McDonald, that is me, and as always, my very good friend, Kyron Morrison. How are you doing, good sir? I am feeling pretty spectacular, Joel. Excellent. That's good to hear. It's, a, it's good. It's been, a, it's been a pretty good week. Um, it has been a, a very good week. Apart from, like, the last, I don't know, eight hours for me, personally. The rest That's of the week's unfortunate been pretty for good. you, though. That's pretty unfortunate. Yeah, I'll start off with a down note. Like, uh, yeah, about eight hours ago, I was about to go play a set DJing at work, and uh, I was outside, and just before I went in, I went to go put my phone in my pocket, dropped it on the ground, or more so, I, I went to go put it in my pocket, and as I was doing it, like, it slipped out of my hand, so it sort of, like, rocketed to the ground in a downward motion, oh, and just the worst. fucking careened into the concrete, and yeah, like fucked up my screen so the money i earned tonight from my set is going towards paying for a new screen tomorrow which is great um it's it's strange like i was talking to my housemate because obviously he broke his phone in a similar fashion not too long ago right and i was i was just thinking about how every single day like we put our phones in our pockets and it just yep. takes that one time that one time you miss yep. and your phone's like nah i'm breaking or even, like, I've dropped my phone a few times as well, and it's, I had a little crack at the top, but I always forget that it was there until every now and then I'd sort of, like, take a close look and go, oh, that's right, there's a tiny little crack at the top. <laughs> um, it was completely unnoticeable. And, yeah, like, I've dropped it a few times, and it's, no, no problems. And it's just that one, that that, that perfect alignment of hitting the concrete or, or what, whatever it takes. And it it's just like ruined. the concrete found your phone's weak point. Yep, it did did it, and uh exploited it and then proceeded to would you say that it all out attack on did it. massive damage it did massive damage yeah it it, it, it didn't all out attack <laughs> and it, unlike persona 5 it wasn't joyous and full of awesome anime style and yeah anyway it was just terrible and i hate it but apart from that i celebrated my second year wedding anniversary with my lovely wife which was great congratulations thank you sir it was uh, all over my Facebook in my, like, on this days. Yeah, yeah, it's just, get used to that. May 1st is just going to be, like, a minefield of that for the next, like, forever. That's um, fine. And, uh, yeah, but so we went to we went to Werribee Zoo, and we went and ate burgers, and it was a good day. Um, yeah, it was good fun. Uh, it sounds wonderful. Yeah. But should we, well, should we start off with what we did on the weekend as well, before we say what we've been playing? Because we I both... Mean, I may cool. I may have put that in there intentionally at the end. Yeah, yeah. Oh, do you want to do it at the end? Uh yeah, we'll do it at the end. We'll, we'll... Alright, cool. We'll tease it. It's just <laughs> I mean, up. if you listened to last week's episode, That's you should true. know. Yeah, we we definitely talked about that. The things that we spoke about last week actually happened. But anyway, Kyron, let's get into what we've been playing. Who wants to go first? Uh tell you what, it might as well be you, because okay. I haven't played much and you can join me in talking about it. <laughs> awesome. Yep, pretty much. Um, cool. Alright, so I've been playing more percent of five. Uh, surprise, Congrats. surprise. I, I'm almost there. I'm so all, close. I, especially according to you from where, like, you, you, you seem to think I'm, um, I'm, uh, I'm very close to getting some answers, so. You um, are on what I would describe as the precipice of this game's story. Yeah, so, and I'm very excited by that. I'm also very daunted by all the things that I haven't done yet. Because <laughs> um, that's one thing about this game is there is a lot of content in this game. Oh, yeah. Even more so than, like, like 4 had a lot of stuff that I missed, um, but Five this has one, heaps of missable stuff. Yeah, it has heaps of missable stuff, and heaps of missable stuff that they let you know about as well. It's just like, hey, there's this social link over here. I was like, I'm not going to get to that at <laughs> all. 
Like, sorry, guy that runs the airsoft shop. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to hang out with you. I'm really sorry. And I tell you what, I bet he's got a cool story as I, well. I bet you he does. I got a little bit of it before. Like, I actually did hang out with him. Yeah, me and, too. Like, I, I think, like, it sounds like he's got, like, a Yakuza background. I'm like, I want to yeah. know more about this. Yeah. And I was like, oh, God damn it. Yeah. New Game but, Plus. New exactly. Game plus. New Game Plus. So I'm, the, I think I'm actually going to go back to New Game Plus on this. And I might even try for the Platinum. I'm not sure yet. So. Um, gotta get those Futaba lines. I think you'll get it. It seems a lot easier this time. Yeah, yeah. I, especially considering that apparently there's an exploit for defeating the Reaper. I've oh, heard about. I mean, mm. I mean, I, I I haven't fought the Reaper in Persona Five, but he wasn't too bad in three and four when you level yeah. up enough. Apparently, if you go on like uh, flu season or like pollen season, when like um, despair is more prominent or something. Um, you can inflict despair on him, um, and oh. he has it for three turns. You kill him because if yeah, if you, despair as a as a status ailment after three turns, you die. So can I just say that when that first happened, I was I had to put my controller down. Yep. When I inflicted despair on an enemy and they they suffered from it like yeah three turns and then they succumbed to despair and died. I was like, yep. oh god, oh, what have I? That's that's what rough. have I done? <laughs> I'm I'm sorry, horrible I- looking like weird freaky monster thing. I'm sorry, demon. Am I a bad person? <laughs> what have I done? They they had a hold up moment with you, where they were, and you were questioning yourself. And yeah, I was just like, and, now, and at this point, they were already dead, and, and I had so much doubt. I'm like, I yep. think I'm. The, am I the bad guy here? Yep. Your 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 type was gloomy at that at that. <laughs> this, this Absolutely. Is very, this is very 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 niche conversation. It is. Um, Play percent of five, and you'll get it. Well, that's the thing too. I, I think we might as well mention it briefly here. It's back in stock in Australia, apparently. It is, from what I hear. I so, haven't checked the stores around me, but no, it sounds like I. Five Star has got more copies in the country. Yeah, which is awesome. So if you, you've been wanting to get it and didn't want to buy it digitally, go and check your local store because it's probably back there, hopefully, and you better pick up a copy. Um, but apart from that, uh, okay. So before we get into the thing that we both played, I'll um, I'll talk about the other thing that I played very briefly today. Kyron, I am. Um, yes. I started playing WoW. I started playing World of Warcraft today, Kyron. And I tell you what, I don't not hate. I don't, like, hate it. <laughs> I'm, I mean, it. it's not your fault, Joel. It's not your fault. It's, I know. Like, uh, look. It happens. I, I don't think I will stick with it. And even if I did buy a subscription, I probably wouldn't, like, keep it up. I'd probably play it for a couple of months and then put it down and go, I had fun with that. Um, but, I, so, going back a few years, I think we've spoken about this before in the podcast, if we haven't, um, long story short, we all, like, yeah, you and myself and I, you... And, I don't think I... Oh, no, involved. you weren't. Yeah, no, right. Uh, myself and a few friends picked up, like, a $2, like, seven, like, two-week trial, um, and we're like, all right, let's give this a go. Let's give this World of Warcraft... And this was, like, probably... Ten years ago now, maybe I'd say it was. It was definitely a while ago. I remember yeah. it happening. Yeah, I, I don't think I don't think either any of us were eighteen at that point. So yeah, we um we all picked up this trial. And we're like, let's give it a go, and we made accounts and all sort of shit. And um, I just I was like, I don't get it. I don't like it. But the 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 person I was at that time in terms of like the games that I played and things, it was a very different person to what I am now. So. Going back in with like you know a bit more knowledge of of uh, of MMOs and a bit more knowledge of even I guess like the Warcraft lore because I was never into Warcraft so 
um, I was like, all right, I'll give it a go again. And um, and like playing D&D as well. Uh, I made my character and I uh, had a bit of fun just fucking around this afternoon. I, uh, I played, a, I am playing a dwarf, a female dwarf uh, warrior. Pretty, pretty basic, but I, I like like hitting things for massive damage. So that's, that's always fun. Um, and yeah, my character model looks really cool. I, I named her after, well, actually I won't say that because people who are involved in our D&D group are listening to this podcast. So yeah, this is a spoiler for you guys. Um, anyway, uh, I, I, I named her after something that was important to me and I was like, all right, cool. Um, and yeah, I, I played like maybe two hours. I'm probably going to play a little bit more. I'm just playing the free version at the moment, um, which I think you can play up until level 20. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure 20 is the, the cap for that. Yeah. And, um, and, uh, you can't party up or anything like that. Um, but it's fun. Uh, I, I quite like it. I, I, I sort of see the appeal now. I think I, I get why people are really into it and I'm a little less like, Oh wow. Whatever. Like I, I'm, I get it now. Yeah. Look, I, I want to be clear, but my, my blase reaction wasn't because I hate wow. No, it's just that if anyone plays an MMO with me, I want it to be fourteen. Yeah, right. Because I, I'm like, I have fourteen, and then like a second, someone's like, "Oh, hey, I want to play Final Fantasy fourteen. I'll just re up my sub." Yep, yep, fair enough. Hey, uh, maybe one day, maybe I'll, maybe if we come into a, a big drought again, maybe I'll go back to it. I'll go to it in, je- in full stop. Oh, hey, Storm, Stormblood's around the corner. Okay, well, hey, maybe we'll see how we go. You might even be able to convince my wife. She, I think that's something she'd be into. So. I don't know. It's a good, um, it's a good game. Yeah, well, and so as well. I like. It, I mean, there's obviously a reason why it's been so successful for so long, and oh, I yeah, sort absolutely. of see it now. Like being able to look at it now as, as like you know, as an adult, um, and having played a lot as more an, different games as an adult. Oh, that that, that plays video games, yeah. Um, but yeah, like being able to sit back and go, all right, cool. You know, I. I I get the points of this game, why why it hooks people in, why people play it, why people love it so much. Um, it's you know the lore. There's there's a lot to do. You can you can be what you want to be, like in this sort of fantasy world. Um, the art style is really cool. Um, and it runs on my laptop. That's always a plus. Um, Blizzard have that scale. They've got scaling down. Yeah, they do. Like if you want their stuff to run on as many different mm-hmm. like PC configurations as they can, because that yeah. equals more customers. Exactly, and that's a smart thing to do. Like, oh and, yeah, and going with like those like really cool visual art styles, it it it, it definitely pays off because not only does it look interesting and different, well not different, but interesting and and uh, and fun, it's also manageable on on whatever requirements that you have. So. Uh, yeah, so it runs pretty well. Um, but that brings us to our next thing that we both played a little bit of this week, Kyron. Okay, I had a now bit of trouble getting this started. We we did. We mm. did both play, but we should be very clear about the circumstances, or at least for me, the circumstances. Okay. So we both played Heroes of the Storm. Yes, finally. Yay. Yeah. Because Blizzard were like, how do we get Chiron to play Heroes of the Storm? <laughs> the Genji skin didn't work, so yep. it's not going to happen. Let's yep. just put a, a really cool Diva skin in there. Yep. And it worked because uh, I, I downloaded it and I played it. Much to my delight, uh, I was very excited to play to play some Heroes of the Storm with you. Um, and I, 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 I've spoken about the game before and my my thoughts on it and all that sort of stuff. And, and those thoughts still... 
uh, are applicable at the moment. Like, I, I still really enjoy the game. I haven't really played any online stuff. I'm going to have to to get my Diva skin because I haven't got mine yet, but um, that's fine. I really like it. It's fun. It's a really good entry-level MOBA, and, and Blizzard are doing that thing where they boil down all the sort of, like, you know, like this, like a certain genre and boil it down to its sort of like purest form almost and, and make it work. They did it with Overwatch. They've done it with Hearthstone. Um, you can't really say they did it with WoW because they kind of created yeah, the, they, the they whole... Yeah, they made it. <laughs> they, 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 brought, they brought MMOs to the forefront. Like I, I don't want to say they were the ones that created it because there were things like EverQuest before them and things as well, but... Um, even the first Guild Wars, I think, was that. Yeah, I yeah. Think. I can't remember. Yeah, you might but be But either right, way, actually. like they definitely, in a way, they sort of, did make it their own though yeah in that, they, in that scenario they they made it more marketable i guess to a wider audience as well like a lot of people like you see those those ads they released ages ago with all these celebrities that play wow and like legitimately played wow and and raided and played for hours on end so it's um there it, it, they sort of made it more uh appealable i had an episode in south park and blizzard were like yeah all right cool you can come and use our computers to like make stuff in it for your for your episode and that was like and it, it it it's so good when you watch that episode because it cuts to like the in-game stuff and it's like yeah these characters are in wow um it's really interesting but so yeah here's the storm does the same thing with mobas um but karen i want to hear your thoughts on this because i'm really interested to hear well okay so i should start off by immediately stating that i'm not the biggest fan of the moba genre yeah i've played a couple of them for mm-hmm. like you know, bits and pieces here and there. Mm-hmm. I have to say that I didn't hate Heroes of the Storm. <laughs> yep. Uh, it's the the one thing that I probably struggled with the most out the gate was like the the heroes part of it. Okay. Like I bought my heroes pack and tried out a couple of them, and I, I liked some of the heroes. Yep. And I hated some other ones. Yep. And then I would look at the other ones that were all grayed out and just be like, oh, I really want to. I want to play as you. Yeah. You can just wait for him to come in the hero rotation. It's fine. Yeah, I'm probably not going to be around long enough for that. <laughs> but I definitely, like, I enjoy. I had fun. Yep. I, I spent most of my time playing as uh, the wizard from Diablo 3. Right, yep. Uh, Diablo, of course. Oh, Diablo is so much fun. He has the amazing charge attack and yep. the suplex attack where he just slams him down. And he's, like, like stomped at, like, has like a fire star yeah, that comes out that from goes, as well. That goes out and then comes back in. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and then, then does like his... AOE effect as well on it as well. Yeah. It's so good. And he's like lightning breath as well. Oh so I... yeah. But tonight I also unlocked Genji as well. Oh, okay. I haven't played as Genji yet. I was going to you... buy him, but... I bought him in the end because I was like, oh, I've got the credits for it and I'm probably not going to come back to it. So yeah. why not? Yeah. I actually... Had fun. It's, I had more fun playing as Genji in Heroes than I did in Overwatch. <laughs> I had that same thing with Zarya when she came out. I was like, oh, she makes sense in this game. I understand how she works. <laughs> I still don't know how she works. I, I still I can't get my head around her in Overwatch. But yeah, oh, that's cool. I, I, I do want to play as Genji. I might have to drop the credits on him. And, yeah, and, um, I mostly did because he has a sweet... Um, Unit 1 skin from Neon Genesis Evangelion. Ah, okay. I was like, well, I've got to have that, and it looks very cool. And I had that thought that everyone had with Zarya. I was just like, why isn't this skin in Overwatch? And then I got really mad. Yep, yep. Maybe one day, maybe they'll do, I don't know. Because they seem to be doing a lot of, like, 
I I get why they're doing it, but they're doing like a whole lot of like you know play Heroes of the Storm and get stuff for Overwatch. And I'm like I'm I'm, I'm they, waiting for that to, to happen in other games. Here's the thing: the other games don't need to help. Exactly, that's true. I'm not saying that I don't know that Heroes of the Storm is doing badly, but I like don't think they it's doing clearly bad. want people to like more people playing it. Yeah, it's not it's de- it's not doing bad, but it's definitely not on the level of like a Hearthstone or a WoW or an Overwatch. Like it's definitely the sort of like the sort of like distant cousin. And they know that Overwatch is the the easiest group to 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 grab because oh yeah, you want those skins. And even like looking at Heroes of the Storm, like the way that they've they're handling skins and cosmetics and stuff like that now is very much like Overwatch. They've added oh, voice yeah. lines, they've added like character portraits, they've added multiple skins, they've added loot boxes. Like it's it's very much the model they use in Overwatch that they've just sort of like retooled and shoved into Heroes of the Storm. And I think it's good. I think it's it works um, for the most part. But I get why pe- I get why people are just playing it for the, the diva skin. I don't blame them. Um, it's the reason I went back to it again. But like I actually like the game. Like it's I find it fun to sort of jump in every now and then and play for a few weeks, and then I'm like, oh, I'm done. I don't need to touch this again. Um, yeah. Well, I. I definitely enjoyed the rotating maps with slightly different objectives. Yeah, it that's sort the of best kept part it of it. a bit fresh. Mm. Uh, in particular, it was pretty fun going to Hanamura. Yeah, even though it looks nothing like Hanamura, and also it had payloads, which doesn't make sense. So it, it has like six hundred million payloads, yeah. not just so, not even just one. Yeah, and players still don't know how to get in the payload. Oh God, no! Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely not. Um. There's a really cool map that I, I don't know if you ended up playing. The, I think it's a Diablo three one with the 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 two heroes or the the, the hero the the two champions that no, appear in the middle. I don't think I've played it's that either, one. It's either a Warcraft one or a, or a um or a Diablo one. I think it might be Warcraft even. But basically, what happens is like in the middle of the map, um, uh, a, a champion for each team will appear, and it's like a big bossy kind of character, and you've got to try and defeat the other team's champion. And then when you do, like, uh, after a certain amount of time, th- that'll stop. Um, and then the two champions will fight each other. And ho- however, I think it's however much health they have left um, is how long they survive. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's it's really cool. And you see, like, it's, I, I can't remember the name of the map, but it's, like, these two, like, champions just going at it in the middle of, like, just going, like, punching the shit out of each other in this map while you're, like, taking down creeps and, like, trying to, like, get, like, a, like... Um, like mobs that you can use to uh, attack other people and things like that. It's yeah, the maps I think are the, the one of the best parts of that game because they yeah. do have these like different objectives, and and they're both they're all themed to the games that they're from really well. Yeah, absolutely. Like that's probably the part I like the most about it. Mm. Like the objectives aren't hugely different in a lot of cases, but they're no. different enough that it doesn't feel like you're just doing the same. All right, top lane, middle lane, bottom yep. lane. Yeah, exactly. They're skinned enough that they 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 do seem unrecognizable from each other, and just enough. Um, I love I I love too the um uh, Braxis holdout from StarCraft, where you have to like activate beacons to try and get the most amount of Zerg rush, and then have your own little Zerg rush army that which is so much fun when your team just like rolls the other team. Oh yeah, I had some good ones, and you basically just jump onto that Zerg rush and you don't let go. Yep. Oh yeah, you just, yeah. You just ride it into the station. Yeah. Um. But I was I was rotating the, the the when we played the other night we played quite a few games. Um. And I I was rotating through a few characters. I was playing. I played a bit as etc from World of Warcraft, who's like this sort of like rock star like orc looking guy, and he he has like a guitar and stuff, and all his moves are based around like 
there's one called like face melt and then there's like power slide and and um he's one of his hero, heroic abilities that you can choose is called mosh pit and basically you activate <laughs> it and anyone in any enemy that's in a like a certain radius from you stops and starts dancing and so the rest of the team can come in and like it basically it's like it's like a way of rooting them but it's like themed around etc um it's really cool uh, I was playing a little bit as... I played a bit as Tracer. She's fun. I'm really bad as her in that game, though. Um, and oh, who else was I really enjoying the other night? Oh, there's someone else. I'll tell was, you who I hate. Mm-hmm. I hate Lucio. Lucio's not not, a, pl- not playing as him, but anytime I see a Lucio, I get stressed out. Yep, because he's, he's doing what he does in fucking Overwatch, which is just moving around, just... Flying around everywhere, and and because yeah. he can he can move and shoot as well. Like he's yep. just a son of a bitch to take yep. out. I uh, I actually haven't unlocked him yet, so I, sh- I I should give him a go. Actually, yeah, I I haven't seen it. I haven't been able to play him yet, but like every time I see him, he's just a thorn in my side. Yep, yep. Um, but yeah, I I'm, I'm obviously going to play a few more over the weekend. Um, I might try and play, see if I can play for the other two weeks as well. Because you know, I I don't really mind about the uh. The spray and the uh, character portrait for Overwatch, the diva ones, they're kind of cool, nah. but I, I, I'm okay. But ten free loot boxes for Overwatch, that's yeah. that's a good deal. That's a pretty good deal for five games. That's like it depends on what the games like, are. That's like thirteen dollars worth. I think it's the same. You just got to play like um, anything but versus AI. Oh, so you got to play against humans? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Um, but you don't have to win it's just play them so you know that's like you know it's a couple of hours it's worth noting that I'm pretty sure Jeff Kaplan or at least someone from the Overwatch team did mention that that Blizzard is looking at including the Oni and Officer like uh, Oni Genji and Officer Diva skins in Overwatch loot boxes in the future Uh, okay because like obviously they recognize not, not everyone's got access to a PC that's true yeah and it's it's a it's a dick move to just be like, no, you can't have Vs because you won't play our other yeah, game. Yeah, like Sorry. the only way that you can get them is if you played this other game, yeah. Which, for me, like, I've got a new laptop since the last time I played Heroes of the Storm. So I reinstalled it and thought, yeah, it should be fine because this laptop's pretty much the same, mm-hmm. if not newer than my old one. Um, but I had to fuck around for probably the first few matches that we played because I was, I was... You would think, Kyron, that... If a game's not running great, if you dropped it to its lowest settings on everything, that that would be a good thing, yeah. Sometimes, apparently not. Yeah, apparently it's in in here's the storm's case. Apparently not. So I I have to run it. I I can run it in like medium in everything except for the textures on low. Um, and apparently the other fix I found as well was dropping the sound quality to low as well, which I was like, that's fine. Um, I wasn't really playing it with sound anyway, so. It didn't really bother me. Um, and that seemed to make it okay. Like, it, it ran as good as it used to run on my old laptop. So I was like, all right, cool. But oh, that was, yeah. like, three matches Result. of, of like, four frames a second Anytime I got into some sort of skirmish. Oh, and I'm like, that's awful. It was it was garbage. Like, <laughs> unplayable almost at some points. It was, it was like when we played Mass Effect, or, uh, Mass Effect Andromeda multiplayer. It was like oh. that. It was that level of, like, I can't actually play this at the moment. So... Yeah, I'm glad I fixed that out. Thankfully, I haven't had any performance issues on the hardware I'm using. But, mm. I mean, the games run well enough. And, you know, like I said, I I do like that the maps are slightly varied every time you go to a different one. Yep. I understand that the hero stuff is the way as it is because it's free to play. Yeah. 
And uh, to be uh, honest, it's a fairly like relatively inobtrusive. Like you know, there's the every week there's like a the character rotate rotation. So like things like six heroes go up for free, and you can play as them. Plus, like after playing a few matches when you're first starting out and you're leveling up, you get enough you get enough credits so you can buy a couple of characters that you might like go. Oh, I really want to play as that one, which is how I bought Diablo. So because I I bought Diablo, I was like I need a, I need this character. Um, and yeah, I'm, I do not regret it because I think he's my highest level hero as well. I think he's at like level nine for me or something. Um, it's worth noting as well that if you are playing heroes or if you play heroes right now, you can get the the character packs as well. Yeah, so there's four character packs. Uh, they'll give you a hundred gems, which is another type of currency that you have in the game. Um, I also got a thousand. I think for playing, did you get an extra thousand? I got a thousand for doing a quest. Uh, and then, I, and then okay. I use it to buy Genji. Right. Yep. So I, I had, <laughs> yeah, I had them there as well. I was like, yeah, cool. Um, but they give you a hundred gems, and then there's four character packs that you can pick from. They each have twenty different characters in it. Um, they're different themed packs, uh, and if you can buy one for a hundred, hundred gems, uh, which is great, but you need to make sure it's the right the the pack that you want, because once you've bought one, you can't pick any of the other ones again. You're locked out from them. Um, which is cool. It's, it's, I think it's part of the Heroes 2.0, um, relaunch. It's like them going, here we go. We've got, obviously got more characters coming in the future. Here's packs with like a whole bunch of different characters in them. And they're mostly like ones that were sort of there from the start or just shortly after. Yeah. Um, It's a smart idea. I liked it. mm, It is cool. So like you can sort of like, like kickstart your collection as well, especially for those people that are coming into it to get their diva skin or whatever. And then might go. Oh, actually, I I don't mind this game. This is kind of fun, um, but yeah, I understand a lot of people. There's, there's a whole lot of jokes going around about Heroes of the Storm <laughs> at the moment, um, and oh, I yeah. get it. I get it. But hey, man, I, I opened that game and I was in the chat. And oh, it was yeah. just people going, "Hey, when's the Diva event live?" Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> look, I, I I get it. I totally get it. Um, and I'm not saying that I like it more than Overwatch or any other games for that matter. But like, I I enjoy when I play that game. I do like sitting down and I've played quite a bit of that game. So it's fun. Good times. All right. Fun times. Any, any closing comments on heroes? Uh, it's worth a look if you want that diva skin. Oh yeah. That's probably, that's a good tagline. It's worth a look if you want that diva skin. I like the diva it. skin, which if I, if I have to remind anyone is a police mech. And when yep. she does her little boost, it puts on police sirens. Yep. That's a solid, like, 10 out of 10 right there. It's, yeah. Play Heroes of a Storm to get that skin. And flashing lights and everything, yeah. It's yeah, flashing cool. lights, sirens. <laughs> and and Diva herself has a little police outfit. Like, it's genius. It's uh, perfect. I'm actually pretty sure at the the thing that we're about to talk about, uh, I'm pretty sure someone walking around at that event uh, was dressed as Police Officer Diva as well. <laughs> that was quick. Uh, I Jeez. know, right? I, I, I It was a police officer uniform, and it was a girl, and she had long hair, like, long brown hair, and she was kind of short, and I was like, think that might be officer diva but i wasn't sure um there was t- too much to look at at that place so um so it was busy shall we shall we talk about that yes we should joel all right let's do it what do we do you go you go first i was good all right so this weekend uh Kyron and i attended uh supernova in melbourne uh, if you don't know what Supernova is, it is a massive pop culture convention uh, that takes place at uh, all most of the the capital cities around Australia. Yeah, um, sort of like the big ones, anyway. Uh, 
and they sort of have like two events over two weekends at a time. So uh, it was Gold Coast uh, the week like last weekend before the, the weekend before, and then us last weekend just gone. Um, it was at the uh, Melbourne Showgrounds uh, in the sort of all the the conventiony areas there, uh, and it's basically I think the best way to describe it that I like to describe it to people as it's it's basically like as like a nerdy Sunday market with famous people. Yeah, that's um, fair. Cause yeah, there's like a giant show floor that has heaps of stalls from like all the usual places that you would expect to see at a pop culture convention. Um, there's places you can buy dice. There's places you can buy lightsabers. There's places you can buy t-shirts and there's places you can buy Rooster's Heath merch, um, which I did. Uh, and, uh, and heaps and heaps of anime stuff as well, which is really great. Um, there's also cosplay competitions. They also have like anime screenings and, and certain screenings. They have panels with all the famous people they have there. And they do have famous people that come out um, and make appearances and do signings and photo opportunities. Uh, and we both partook in some of those. Yours was a little more strenuous than mine, though. Um, <laughs> well, I was going to say, I, I didn't see a great deal of the show floor. Yeah, we didn't even see it. We saw each other once. And that was, yeah. I, was, I saw you in the line for the for the uh, the this, the autograph the signing that you were in line for. Yeah, um, and that was all I saw of you that weekend. I basically walked around by myself, and I tell you what, some people would be like, it, it's that same thing that people go, oh, you, you like when you tell them that you go into the movies by yourself, people are like, oh, that's weird, but you do it, and you go, that was actually really quite fun, and it was really enjoyable experience. Oh, I absolutely, actually, there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, I had a great time. Like, I, I wandered around. I got a couple of presents for my wife for our anniversary because apparently two years is cotton, which worked out well because what I wanted to buy her was clothes, so that's fun. Um, Perfect. Yeah, I bought her a really cool Pokemon skirt and uh, a Labyrinth poster T-shirt, which is really cool, uh, both of which that she loved. Um, and, yeah, so I had a really good time. I wandered around, but I paid money because they, they do charge for their photos and their autographs um it's one thing i um, i get it especially because of the caliber of people that they have coming out for it yeah for they people. are stars exactly yeah they are they're big names um but uh yeah i paid for a photo opportunity with the one the only nolan north of uh nathan drake fame um now, this is the first time I've ever bought a photo or an autograph or anything from one of these events. I'd never, I've never done that before. I've been oh, to really? Supernova. I think I've only been once before. That was the time we went uh, two years ago before our wedding. Actually, the last oh, time okay. I went, that was the first time I've been to Supernova. Um, and yeah, I'd never. I was going. I didn't think I had the money at the time. I, and I don't. The only one that I really wanted was Christopher Lloyd at that time, and it was really expensive. And I was like, ah, I'm fine. Um, but yeah, so I. I I paid like 40 bucks for my photo and I was like, great, cool. Um, it's a strange experience. It's like walked in and uh, like you line up and then you eventually get to the front of the line and he turned to me and he goes, Hey, how you doing? Like, what's your name? And I'm like, Oh, Joel. So nice to meet you, Joel. Right, let's do this. And then look, we looked at the camera and smiled. And, uh, and as we walked out, as I, I was sort of like whisked out of the thing, I sort of turned and I was like, I, I really think your performance in spec ops. The line is one of my favorites of all time. And he was like, Oh, uh, dark. And that was it. <laughs> that was my interaction with Nolan North. Um, so, Aww. yeah. But I got a pretty sweet photo out of it, um, which is great. Uh, I also bought myself a Rooster Teeth 14th anniversary uh, mystery box. Uh, they had like a, like, it was like a loot crate sort of style box where there's a whole bunch of stuff in it, but you don't know what's in it. Um, but it was 50 bucks and I got a t-shirt. I got the Million Dollars Butt expansion, uh, the Aussie expansion. I got a copy of Laser Team on DVD, which I already have, but... Um, 
which is cool anyway. Got a really cool <laughs> stubby holder. Um, it, what I'm trying to say is it was really good value um, for what I got yeah, in, I, in the box. I walked past the, the Hanabe booth and I saw their big stack of 14th anniversary boxes. Mm, yeah, I was actually in a photo of one of the ones, the photos <laughs> I had for promoting it because as I was looking at buying one, they were taking a photo for their social media page and they were like, oh, do you want to be in the photo? I'm like, yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> yeah, sure. And so, sure. Yeah, I was like, next day I looked at the Hanabe like, Facebook page and sure enough, there I am just in one of the photos. So like, <laughs> I commented on it and I was like, hey, that's me. Thanks for a great box, guys. And, you know, it, was, it was fun. But uh, Kyron, yours was slightly more... I mean, not just not to, to downplay Nolan North. Like, it's no, pretty, Nolan North is a very cool dude. It was pretty awesome to to meet, uh, like the voice and, and I, the, the 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 actor behind one of my favorite the, video game characters, the Nathan Drake. Exactly. Like you know, it was it was pretty impressive, and like it was yeah, a little bit like starstruck getting to meet him. But Kyron, yours was I, I think a little bit more exciting. <laughs> well, I mean, I spoke about it last week. Uh, Natalie Dormer, yes, turned up at Supernova. Yep, on, on on like for one day only because it just so happened, I guess, to line up with her her shooting schedule. Yep, for the picnic at Hanging Rock reshoot or the, the new series they're doing for that, mm-hmm. uh, which was obviously perfect. Yeah, I spent I spent a, a, a fair amount of money uh, <laughs> to get a signature and a photo with her. Yep. Because, I mean, like, screw up, man. When's she going to come back again at this point? Like, that's the thing. Like, if it's someone that no, you obviously really want to meet, then, yeah, that's, yeah. Totally no Game of Thrones spoilers, but, you know. <laughs> well, yeah, that's unfortunately, very true, yeah. Unfortunately, mm. like, not looking good. Not looking good uh, at all. But, yeah, so she she was... I was in a line for that signature for a very long time. Mm-hmm. It was sort of like a, an unfortunate combination of... Because she was there for one day only, and there's no... Seemingly no limits on how many like signature tokens they sell. Yeah, like that line kept growing and growing and all that. And she also had to do photos in between signings and obviously have breaks because she is a human being. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and it, so I, you know, I don't begrudge him too much for that. Like I think I, I was so close to getting the signature. Like I queued up at two thirty and I got to the last, probably the last two lines oh. at about three thirty. I mean, she had to go do photos. <laughs> Until like, four fifteen, oh. I was like, oh. "That's rough." And she, and she came back, and so I got the signature, and it's a it's a weird experience, Joel. I'll tell you what. Yeah, getting a signature from Natalie Dormer. That's and, I can imagine it would be because obviously she is she's actually she's it shouldn't be again not surprising, but she is incredibly nice. Like she gave everyone who was there like as much of her time as she could. That's awesome. Which was very cool. Yeah. Uh, which I think is like one of the reasons why we're like, man, this line's taken a while to go down because she was talking to people, which was very cool. That's the that's the uh, downside. Like you know, you're like, oh fuck, I hate waiting in this line for so long. But when you get to the front of the line, you get to have that moment, like, oh. and it's like, okay, I get it. I understand why I waited, why I was waiting for this this amount of time. Yeah. So yeah, I got I got my signature. I got to tell her it was it was very rushed for the signature, unfortunately. But I got to tell her that she literally like because. I like Marjorie Tyrell. Yep. All right. I liked her. I liked her in the books. In the books, she she's there, but she's not a, a POV character. Yeah. So she's kind of like she's just in the background, and she's still in a lot of scenes and all that. But you know, you never really get to get inside her head. Yeah. But thanks to the, the Game of Thrones TV show with like Dan and DB Wise, like we got to get inside Marjorie's head, and Natalie Dormer absolutely blew me away. 
Yeah, and I'll, she's now, one of like my Marjorie Tyrell is like my favorite Game of Thrones. Yeah, character. I think she's one of my favorite characters in the show as well. I haven't she's read the books, so but she's good. great. Like, and has so many great moments and such a interesting she's got a arc as well. Good head on her shoulders. She knows what she wants, and yep. she was so close. Oh, so close. <sighs> it hurts. Oh, it, it, hurts it, to, like, it hurts to remember. It's frustratingly close. Uh, yeah, it's, it never stops. It never stops hurting. Oh, it but, doesn't because uh, the Tyrells in general are just great. They were so nice, and they're basically done now, Joel. They're they are basically done. They're the new Starks. They, they are. Well, the Starks have kids, though. Like the Tyrells don't anymore. Yeah, that's Not true. Really. Yeah, the, the the Starks had a very slim chance at coming back, which again, spoilers. By the way, like paid off. again, sorry about any Game of Thrones spoilers. Guys, yeah, but you yeah. had about a year. Like, yeah, exactly. Come on, like jo- join me in heartbreak here. Yeah, this, yeah. Uh, you know, but yeah. Doing. So I, I I got to thank her this way, and like. Obviously, it, it it's it feels weird to say it, but like obviously, I was paying to see this person, and they were being paid to be there, so it's not like they could be like, no, I don't want to see that person. Yeah, but, but it, it was still a little bit magical. Exactly, and they're also going to be thinking as well. Like you, you've got to put yourself in their shoes and go, yes, these people are paying to see me, but also they are paying to see me. They are lining up there, traveling to see yeah. me, like because they like stuff that I have done, stuff that I have done, and or made or created or whatever has resonated with this person, these people so much that they wanted to yeah. pay money to come. So that, that must be a pretty good feeling as well. Yeah. So obviously, I thanked her as I was leaving. Mm-hmm. I got a thank you back. Yep. And, and it was like a, it was sort of like a, a thank you. And then she, she would look back up and she's like, thank you, sir. Oh. And I, I got sir and I was like, I need, I need to go sit down for a second. <laughs> <laughs> I need a moment. It's fine. I need, I need a... I need a second. That's fine. <laughs> I've got to rush over to get a photo now, but I need a second. <laughs> you had time to sort of calm yourself in that line for the photo. Yeah, so I was just like, all right, it's fine. It's all fine. <laughs> Everything is fine. Uh, and the photo was, of course, also very good. But that was very rushed because, yeah. again, because everything was so backed up, the queue was huge for like, yeah. the last photo session. But they were like, no, she'll get through all of them. And by the looks of it, she did. That's which awesome. Which was good. Well, I, like, I think the photo thing is, is, I think next time I would pay for an autograph over a photo, um, or, or I'd do both. Because because the photo thing is so streamlined, it's like, hi, how you doing? Photo, bang, you're out. Like, yeah. it's it's literally 30 seconds worth. Yeah, exactly. Whereas, I, I obviously... But you get a photo, Joel. That's true. That's the trade-off. You do get a photo. And I'm very, very happy with my photo. I'm, gonna get I'm a never changing my Facebook profile picture ever again. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, to be fair, I haven't had uh, a rooster teeth like staff member that I've been able to meet within the last eighteen months to change to I'm, my profile picture. So I, I'm you know, sorry, I was, rooster teeth, but <laughs> yeah, I was I was due for a new photo. I haven't changed mine yet. Actually, I probably should change mine, but I was due for a new one. Like there was a joke within our our friendship group that it was like <laughs> at, at PAX every year. It was like. Uh, look, looks like it's time for Joel to go get his like uh, twelve month uh, annual Facebook photo profile picture. I was like, "Yep, you're damn right, it is." Uh, but yeah, I think yeah, the Northern North one. I think yours is yours is a very good photo, Kyrie. I have seen it. It's it was impressive. it was terrifying. <laughs> oh yeah, because you start overthinking things. You're like, "Where do I put my hand? What do I like? Where does that go? Like, which my wife pointed out as well. You did a very good job with the hand. You didn't hover hand." But you didn't, didn't have a hand. But Again, biggest fear. It was like half closed though, so it was like knuckles, so you didn't really like, you weren't like fully grabbing on. I was very impressed. Yeah. Good technique. Oh, terrifying. Good technique. I was impressed. Um, and so was Ash, so. 
there's nothing scary about me like all right it's your turn to go and stand in a photo next to Natalie Dorman. You're like, it's fine. And they like it was it was very specific as well. Like you had to go and stand on the right hand side, yeah, because her hair goes a particular way, so she oh. wanted to always be on that side. But they're like, oh. so stand on her right hand side, and I was just like, don't forget which one is the right hand side. <laughs> just don't forget. You'll look so stupid. <laughs> that oh, I didn't even think of that because you know yeah. Nolan North was literally like he yeah. shook my hand, introduced himself, and said, "Let's do this." And then I blurted out something about Spec Ops line, and it was done. <laughs> but, um, yeah, yeah no, that's that, that, interesting. It was, but uh, yeah, absolutely worth it. She yep. was lovely. Yep. And even though I've now I've now met her and I paid money to to meet her, like if she came back for another con, I would just do it again. Yeah, just do it again. I don't yeah. care. Like. That's awesome. No, maybe, uh, maybe maybe she'll come back when uh, Picnic at Hanging Rock actually airs. On hey, maybe, maybe because I, uh, I mean, they seem to do that with Supernova. They get people back a lot, especially if it's people that had such a big turn. Because obviously, they would have seen the turnout for her on that Sunday. Yeah, for one day, yeah, and been like, "All right, cool, we need to have her back." So they'll probably start talking to her again. I'd say I wouldn't be surprised at all if that happens. I but, unfortunately missed her Q and A. I think it was on in the morning on Sunday, which I think I'm it was. About. Yeah, I missed Nolan North as well, just because I was sort of lazy in getting there. So I just <laughs> then I got there, and I was like, ah, I've missed it. It's fine. Um, but yeah, it was like I mean, there were other people like David Borinez was there as well. Like, yeah, that was crazy. Like his fucking angel was there. Um, but like I, I saw some great cosplay around. Uh, I actually want to give a shout out very briefly to one of my one of my friends. Uh, it's actually a, a student, an ex student of mine that I taught. When I was doing uh, uh, co-directing the my old high school's uh, drama productions, um, and seeing her come up through that, and now she's gone on to doing a lot of like um, special effects makeup stuff and uh, stage makeup, and she also does a lot of cosplay. Uh, and her cosplay stuff is amazing; it's really cool stuff. Um, on the Saturday when I wasn't there, she did a Celine from Underworld, and she was get. She told me on Sunday she's like I was getting stopped by people going. I'm sorry, are you Kate Beckinsale? Like, <laughs> legitimately thought... And I've seen photos of her as Selena. It looked insane. Like, really, really impressive. Um, but on um, on Sunday, she was... Uh, fuck, I've forgotten her name. Who's the one... Who's the Mortal Kombat character with the fans? Oh, shoot. It I is, don't remember. I keep saying Mikasa, but it's not that. Uh, start with... N? It starts with it M, I'm pretty sure. M? Oh, uh, I, I don't remember. All right, let me just look at that. There are too many Mortal Kombat, too many Mortal Kombat characters for starters, and like to narrow it down, like, I know... Is it Katana? Is Katana It's Katana, one? actually, yeah. You're right. Yeah. Um, yeah, so my friend Alana, she does really great stuff. I can't remember her. I've really pulled, like, planned this out poorly. Um, she <laughs> does some really great cosplay stuff. I might try and... Like maybe tweet out a link about it or something like that as well because she does some really really cool stuff. Um, it's done like everything from like Star Wars and like Lord of the Rings and and lots and lots of really cool things. So uh, I got to see her in in her katana get up, get up and she had a whole bunch of uh, other uh, Mortal Kombat girls with her as well, which was really cool. That's very cool. Um, but the best cosplay I saw all weekend, which was a photo I took and sent to our group, there was a Genji there. Uh, a really impressive looking Genji, actually. It was sort of had like he a was, full suit. He was a half Genji. Yeah, yeah. He was also half Undertale as well. He was, sure. yeah. So he um, he had a sign 
Uh, so he's this really cool looking Geji guy had a sign and it just said, I need healing, I need healing, I need healing all over it, which was really mm-hmm. funny. But I didn't see the Undertale part until later when I saw him spinning. I saw him again and he spun yeah. the sign around and I had a picture of uh, of Sans on the back of it. And it just said, because if you do, you're going to have a bad time. I was like, that's... You are going to have a bad time. I was like, that is the best. That, 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 that cosplay went from being like, I was very impressed to like, holy shit, that's amazing. It's like next level amazing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I Supernova wish I could have spent fun. more time there. Uh, yeah, it was uh, Supernova's fun. Like, uh, I personally, and let, if you're going to line up for someone, then maybe a two day option is probably the best play, the uh, best option. Um, but like for me, like my, like the Nolan North line was, I sort of waited around there, and they're like, oh, the line's open, so I lined up, and then I waited for maybe like half an hour for the whole process, and it was done. I was like, cool, all right, great. Um, but yeah, it's it's definitely worth going to. There's lots of really cool stuff. Even if I potentially had the ending of Persona Five spoiled or something of Persona yeah, Five spoiled for me, that's a bummer. So yeah, there's lots of art around, and I saw a really. I was looking for Persona stuff. To be honest, I was looking for I stuff like a buy. I saw a Futaba cosplay. Oh uh, yes, I think I did see that as well. Maybe double take. I was like, I think that was, but I hadn't seen her in that costume yet. And then when I got home and oh, started playing okay. again, I saw her in her winter outfit, and I was like, Yeah, ah, there it is. It was her. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I was looking at a whole bunch of artwork and stuff, and I found a really cool poster, and I was like, I was about to buy it until I realized that I feel like I had a massive... Sp- in my in my eyes, I feel like it's a spoiler. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know yet. I'll report back next week. I didn't see a poster, so I don't yeah. know what it was. Yeah, exactly. I can't confirm or deny that. All right, Karen, shall we move on to some news? Because we've got a few things to talk about this week. Uh, I guess so, yes. Let's do it. I guess we should. Oh, okay, so this first one, I'm pretty excited about this one. Uh, to out of the blue, though, random just sort of uh, drop this week. First uh, first of all, like, don't forget, Amazon leaked it. That's true, actually, yeah. So Amazon leaked it, but I thought we wouldn't hear about it for like until E3, maybe, or just before. But nope, uh, Darksiders 3 uh, got officially revealed this week uh, and got a, a release, uh, a, a debut trailer for it as well. Um, IGN had the... Um, the IGN first exclusive on it. They were uh, meant to have the first. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. I they, saw they had the I official a, first. Yeah, I, was gonna say, I saw Alana Pierce tweeting about that because she was excited to be able to reveal Dark Sides three. That makes Except me sad. Amazon <sighs> dropped the ball. That makes me sad because I really like Alana Pierce. She's great. Yeah, Alana's great. <laughs> but uh, so the, the details that we've got so far is that you'll be playing as Fury, uh, War's sister. Um, who's going out to take down the Seven Deadly Sins, which is kind of cool. Um, she's uh, very Darksiders. Yeah, very Darksiders. Uh, from from the, the, the press release thing that they have, uh, it was a... Uh, so apparently it's... Uh, there, there's simply no better, t- uh, no better team... Reinhard uh, Police said, there's simply no better team qualified to create Darksiders 3, beginning with our unprecedented and enigmatic hero... Fury, a mage who is considered the most powerful of the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Now, I'm pretty sure they said the same thing about war when, when I mean, about um, death when Darksiders 2 came out. But, you know. Well, I mean, he's death, so, you know. Yeah, he's like, okay, cool. Like, he, he's, he's death. <laughs> yeah, okay, cool. We'll, 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 I'll let it slide because I'm, I'm kind of excited for this. Obviously, it's on the back burner for me because it's not coming until 2018. There's no set in stone release date which is good um 
but it's sometime next year. Um, she has like a really cool whip that she uses. It's kind of cool. Um, no platforms announced either at this stage. Um, no, no, it's it's for development for PC, PS4, oh, and Xbox One. Yes, it is. Thank you. Sorry, I am a a bit of a potato. Um, cool. So, yeah, I, I'm excited about this. Yeah, I'm really glad we live in a world where someone was just like, what if I like made a company, called it THQ Nordic, got a bunch of the old, was it, is it, what was the name of the developers of Dark Souls? Was it Vigil? Was it Vigil or, did Volition do that as well? No, it wasn't no, Volition. No, it wasn't Volition. Volition was... might have been Vigil, I think you might be right. I'm just going to quickly Google Vigil Games, because if it, because they basically, so the studio they created to make this, yeah, it was Vigil. Ah, yeah. awesome. Yeah, so the studio that's making this, which is Gunfire Games, mm-hmm. with a, a logo that seems to basically have strife in it. Yeah. Like the Fourth Horseman. Yeah. Which is cool. Which, yeah, that's really cool. Because I, I, I really hope they finish this. It I, seems I like they might, four. honestly. Yeah. Because I, I, like, I mean, I've heard a lot of people saying um, about, like, you know, the, the guys that kind of funny were saying, well, this is 2018's Mirror's Edge Catalyst, the game that everybody was so vocal about wanting, but nobody actually played. Um, I mean, I won't be surprised if it doesn't sell well. I won't be either, but uh, I'm excited. Yeah, like you said, that we live in a world where this game is existing and is able to yeah. exist. Yeah. And uh, I, I just want, I want them to get for this game and the next game because I want like a, another, like a fifth Darksiders game, which is the four... Horseman, oh, and it's just like four player oh, hack and slash. So good. That's, that's what I want. <laughs> oh, Karen, I hadn't even thought about that. That's that is a. Oh man, that'd be fucking rad. That's what I need in my life. Yeah, I need that in my life. I didn't know I wanted that in my life. I didn't know I needed that, but I need it now. Oh yeah. So uh, that's. We, we, we don't know much about the gameplay yet because no. the trailer that was put out was very brief. Very brief, yeah. Um, little all over the shop, but I, I, it looks good. I'm just looking at her yep. pretty sweet, uh, like whip thing that she uses. She's got, like, she's got quite the heels on. Yeah, yeah. She does have some pretty, some pretty badass heels. Um, anyway, the trailer's out there. You should probably go watch it if you're interested in Dark Siders. Um, I mean, if you're interested in Dark Siders, you've probably already watched it. But uh, even if you're not, it's worth looking at. Um, War's still in chains. Because, you know, he fucked up. But I, that, That's so unfair. He didn't fuck up. He didn't fuck up. It wasn't his he fault. He didn't sound the horn. He didn't No, Jesus. It wasn't, it wasn't all on him. But at this point in like, the, the timeline of the games, he still hasn't, hasn't proved himself otherwise, unfortunately. <sighs> yep. <laughs> poor, uh, poor war. Yeah, poor war, indeed. Um... Considering, like, I only I only ever bought the first Darksiders so we could help your housemate win a sword at his work. Um, Which he has still. It's still hanging up on the yep, wall. He fucking won that sword. And, and I tell you what, it looks very impressive. But it's I, very cool. I got a really sweet game out of it, so I really enjoyed the first Darksiders. I didn't finish two because I hit, like, a, 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 game, a quest-breaking bug on a side quest, and I was like, ah, I'm going to wait for him to patch this out. And I never went back to it. Um, mm. And I was pretty close to the end of the game, too, unfortunately. Rough. Um... But yeah, that was interesting news this week. I hope I hope that it 
because it sounds like it's going to follow a similar formula to what Darksiders 1 and 2 were, mm-hmm. which is fine. I don't mind a Zelda-type game. Yeah. That, that isn't as good as Zelda. Oh, uh, no, it's not as refined, but it's still fun. Like, the combat's always just, been really good. Yeah, definitely. I just... The loot system they had in Darksiders 2 was too much. Yeah, I think it was too. Like, there was too much loot. I think they need to scale that back a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, like, maybe then I'll... Because, like, I was just, like tripping over weapons in Dark Souls 2. I wasn't even looking at, looking at them half the time. Yeah. And it was just too much. Like, I don't, I don't like having too much loot if it's just garbage. Like I think it came out at the same time as like things like Borderlands 2. So I think it was having similar sort of... It was in a time where like loot-based mechanics were like big. Like that sort yeah, of... Yeah, like, I guess. And it works in some games like Diablo and Borderlands. I, I love it in both of those games. But yeah, it just didn't feel Diablo's got a, right for... Well, Jabba's got a good system. Like, it's pretty easy to, like, cycle, especially on console. You can cycle through, like, your recently picked up items. Yep. You can mark them as trash from there. Yeah. It's either, like, an up arrow or a down arrow or nothing. And you can base, yep. make your choice pretty easily. Borderlands does the same thing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. There's so many freaking guns in Borderlands. So many. Uh, 87 bazillion, to be exact. Actually, oh. in the first game, it was bazillion. I think it was a gazillion in the second one. Well, the other way around, I can't remember. But that's on you if you're wrong. I have no idea. Yeah, I can't remember. After fact check, how many how many zillion there was in those games? <laughs> Jesus. Um, but yeah, no, I, I agree. I think that the, the loot system was a little much in the. Yeah, so that's YouTube. that's the only thing I want from another Dark Side is just polish that up a bit and like I'm I'm just I'm ready to play as as Fury. She looks cool. Yeah, she looks badass. Like really it's cool. Been pretty funny design. seeing everyone just like the people who were just like, oh, Fury's a a girl. It's like, yeah, have you not played Darksiders 1 and 2? Yep. Like, she's been a chick from the start, guys. Like, yep. catch up. It's like, Samus is a girl? Fucking, <laughs> welcome, welcome to fucking 2017, dickheads. Um, I'm keen. I'm keen to yeah. play as Fury. Super she keen. She looks badass. Super keen. Uh, alrighty. Let's move on. Another trailer, Kyron. Yeah. Another it's trailer tra- week. It's trailer week. It is trailer week. It's also been, like, the last series has been, like, really good music week, but... Mm. That's another conversation for another time. Um, yes. So, do you want to take this one? Uh, sure. We, I think we talked about it a few weeks ago, didn't we? Yeah, I think so. When, when the uh, infamous "Prepare to Dine" trailer that mm. Bandai Namco put out, Cheeky. and you know, the, the internet ran wild with its imagination. It's like, oh, "Prepare to Dine." That sounds a lot like Dark Souls, and contributed like it, like on top of that, the trailer that the, the concept art trailer that they released was very stylized and people thought that that was representative of what the game might look like but yes it's not <laughs> it's not it's not at all so the game code code vein is its name mm-hmm. which has no current platforms right and it's apparently releasing worldwide in 2018 mm-hmm. uh yeah it got its first trailer and i'm trying to think of the best way to describe it it's from the team who made god eater Yep. So it's it's very, very anime. Yep. Which might turn a lot of people off very quickly, because I know it's not for everyone. Yeah, exactly. I myself love anime, so I'm Likewise. open to it. It seems sort of like a Dark Souls light sort of experience, from what I can see. Yeah. Um, And if it's by the God Eater team, then I kind of expect that sort of... That, like, that... Combined with the Dark Souls element, like a uh, very Monster Hunter-esque gameplay as well. Yeah. So, 
like the trailer did have some some brief snippets of gameplay and the, you were dodging and evading attacks and you know taking making the most of those windows to do hits yep the hits didn't look like they had much weight to them but again that could be a result of the anime side of it because you know anime protagonists never struggle with their swords joel they yeah, never exactly. do yeah. yeah their swords can be the size of buildings and it's like whatever I don't it, even care. It, it, might, it might even be too. They might be either like early or late game weapons. Who knows? You don't know. Maybe. What, maybe. You know, there might be different weapons. Who knows? But yeah, I agree. Um, I don't know. I, I'm kind of on board after that trailer. I'm, I'm yeah. at least interested. Uh, to I'm not exactly like, I'm off. I'm not off board, but yeah. like uh, when the trailer finished, I was like, oh, Bandai Namco, of course you use prepare to die. And, yeah. Because like, it, I mean, it's it, if they hadn't have, do you think like this would have had much traction? Uh probably not as much as it does. I would have oh, actually. I can't, it's hard to say. It, yeah, mm. that was like there was a reason they chose that hashtag. That's and, true. Like, it yeah. does. It does look like it is sort of Dark Souls ish, but we can't really tell too much from like the brief bit of gameplay we yeah. saw. Well, the music reminded me very. I uh, like Bloodborne. Mm-hmm. It was like like very it was, had similar elements to it, like sort of those very sort of stark and loud choirs singing, and yeah, it was like whoa, punching me in the face with its sound. But I really liked the music in it. Yeah. Well, I mean, it sounds like you'll be killing lots of uh, like vampire esque creatures, I guess. Yeah, like preparing to dine. I don't know. We'll read the uh, oh, yeah. brief synopsis here. In the not-too-distant future, a mysterious disaster has brought collapse to the world as we know it. Towering skyscrapers, once symbols of prosperity, are now lifeless graves of yeah, of humanity's past pierced by the thorns of judgment. Whoa. I know. At the center of the, de- of the destruction lies a hidden society of revenants called Vane. The final stronghold is where the remaining few fight to survive, blessed with gifts of power in exchange for their memories and a thirst for blood. Give into the blood lost fully and risk becoming one of the lost fiendish ghouls devoid of any remaining humanity. Hmm. Sounds anime to me. Yeah, it sounds super anime. Sounds like it sounds fucking cool, actually. Like I, yeah, like I said, I'm, I'm. It's on my radar, but obviously it's not coming to next year. So I've got much. I've got plenty of shit to do before then. So yeah. Um, it's just been a weird announcement, like leading up to this trailer. It really has. Like the way that they've. Yeah, it's been really weird. From teaser to like, uh, I think it was teaser, then like magazine spread, then yep. screenshots, then trailer. Yep. Oh, and it was, it was all in a relatively short amount of time. Like, like couldn't they have just done it all at once? Like, just put or even just put the trailer at first, and then you can do the other stuff. Yeah, like go teaser, week later trailer, and then like three days later magazine spreads out. Like, yeah. That would be the way that I would have done it, but like Destiny, yeah. like Destiny Two did that. They're like, Ooh. "Here's a teaser." Two days later, here's the full trailer. Okay, there we go. And now we're still waiting on the gameplay. Yeah, actually, that's it's like it's a couple of weeks away. Yeah, it's like a week or two away. Yeah, that's really close. I think it's twelfth or something of May. It's all happening, Joel. Oh, kicking it! Where it's that? It's we're we're starting to kick in a pre E three hype now. It's we are. It's we're we like. Are. 40 days away now, 38 days away now, something from... It's getting very real. Oh, boy. Um, but, yeah. But Code Vein looks cool. Um, we'll, I would say no doubt report on it again at some point. I'll keep my eye on it. Like, it's, mm. like it sounds interesting. 
I've never played a God Eater game, so I don't know what to expect from that dev team. I was going to pick up God Eater a couple of times, actually, last year. <laughs> I was going to buy it for my Vita. Um, but I never got around to it, so I, I can't help out with that. <laughs> well, jeez, I know. It looked cool. It looked like all the characters kind of look like characters from Ruby. So I was like, I was on board. Um, but yeah, I can't, I can't confirm or deny the, uh, the quality of God Eater. I'm disappointed. Mm, I'm sorry. disappointed. I've yeah, let the team down. No, it's fine. It's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. On to our next one. Oh, this is a, this is a rough one. It's a bit of a shitty one. Yeah. It's not like, it's not ideal. No. It's not great. Um, so, uh, Bethesda this week have uh, stopped a three-man indie dev team from using the word Prey in their title of their game. Uh, the game in question was called Prey for the Gods. Uh, Pre- yeah, Prey for the Gods, uh, but Prey was spelled P-R-E-Y, uh, very similar to uh, the Bethesda's uh, current game, Prey, that comes out today. <laughs> came out <laughs> no, today. Wait, it's... It's out. It's, it's probably the digital sales have gone live. Yep, yep. So if you, you know, you're probably playing it now if you bought it digitally. Um, so yeah, they've had to change it from "Pray to the Gods" P R E Y uh, to "Pray for the Gods" with P R A E Y. Hmm. Yeah, um, they didn't seem too happy about it. Understandably so. Um, it seems like a bit of a dick move from Bethesda. Uh, Unsurprising, like if we consider that a few years ago they tried to take out, take, not take out, but take on Mojang and Notch when yep. they started developing scrolls. Yeah, I think it was for the use of the word scrolls. Scrolls, you know that 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 common word, really. Yep, like much like King trying to to take over things with Saga or <laughs> Candy or Soda or fucking yeah. anything. But oh. yeah, um, trademark law. Yeah, it's so shitty. Um, and, like, it's... The shitty thing about it is it's not like Bethesda are hard-strapped for cash. And it's not like they're oh, hard-strapped no. for, like, publicity at the moment. They're doing quite well for themselves at the moment. They've had a whole bunch of games that people have gone, you're remaking Doom? Oh, actually, it's a fucking great game. Like, so many of those, like, Wolfenstein? Oh, get out of here. Actually, both of those games, pretty damn good. Like... They've had they've they're taking these old franchises and uh, either completely transforming them or rebooting them and doing a good job of them. I've heard nothing but good things about Prey, so um, I'm excited to play that as well. Uh, but yeah, like it, they've had a good run at the moment. It's like why why go and why go and do this when you know it's going to get publicized so publicly as well. Well, especially to a small team of three exactly. people, because if for for a, an out like a, a bystander like us, someone looking in on the situation, obviously, if we have to pick a side, it's going to be the three man indie dev team, like the guys oh, yeah. that are like trying to get something out to the. I don't even <clears throat> know what this game is. I've never heard of Pray for the Gods. Never have I. But I, I'm probably going to go look it up now. So it's good publicity for oh, them, yeah. I guess. I'm going to go and check it out. What's interesting is they. They did talk briefly about how they had already thought about calling it this. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so that they, they sort of, they, they were forced in, uh, not forced into a corner, during like negotiations that they decided to go back and call it that anyway. Um, and hopefully just sort of 
slightly adjust their uh, their logos and things like that as well. Yeah. So basically, the developer describes as how the logo was set is it has a woman praying against the duality of prey, which is yep. interesting and cool. And like, it, it, it's good that it, it pans out for them, but it's so annoying that this is how we had to get there. Yeah, yeah. And like, you can read from like their statements and stuff that it's they're, they're not entirely happy about it, but at mm. least it's been settled, I guess, now. That's a silver linings to everything, I guess. Yeah. Um, under, yeah. Mm. Mm. But, uh, yeah, like, uh, go and check it, like, check out the game, I guess. I, I'm going to go have a look at it after we finish recording. I'm going to go and see what it's all about, at the very least. Um, Absolutely. But, yeah, like, come on, Bethesda. You're better than that. Yeah, like, I I get, like, protecting, like, your know, intellectual properties and stuff like yeah. that. And, like, this just seems... A little bit petty, especially from a company as big as Bethesda. Yeah, exactly. Who's doing all right for themselves. Like, exactly. They've got not a great deal to worry about right now. Yeah, well, I guess that brings us to our next topic um, on the Bethesda train as well, still. Uh, yeah, that's true. They uh, they they sent out their invites for their E3 presentation. Um, I wanted to talk about this because it looks kind of cool. Um, if you haven't seen it already, uh, it's basically uh, an invite that welcomes you to Bethesda land, um, a theme park of all Bethesda properties. Uh, and they have like a, a cool, very much like, a, like an old school Disney style, like Disneyland map of, uh, of Bethesda land. And it has different areas for each of the different games. Um, so things like, uh, praise there. I think there's some dishonored stuff. Um, quake champions, doom, uh, elder scrolls, uh, fallout. But there are two areas that are currently under, under construction at the moment. Um, they are sort of blocked off and it says under construction. Um, you can't really tell it. It's not like they're, they're hiding anything. Um, but let's face it. We all know what it is. <laughs> well, we, we definitely know what one of them is. Yeah, sure. exactly. Like Wolfenstein's going to be one of them. Um, yeah, it was teased in the opening of their last year three press conference. Exactly. And at this point we don't know of a like October, like a holiday sort of, season game that they would have up their sleeve and I would say Wolfenstein fits the mark. Exactly. Yep. It'd be one of those ones that's like a like a solid eight game where people will be like, Yep, I wanna play this. And see I think from what I've heard that like the end of the the old blood was that Yeah, it was Wolfenstein yeah. it was the New Order and the Old Blood. Yes. Yeah. So at the end of the Old Blood, um sort of led off into potential uh sequel trilogy uh sequel fodder so uh, i'm yeah no one's surprised by this um but the other one is everyone's uh speculating that it's going to be evil within 2 oh i hope so so badly yeah Noel. see i never played evil within but i know you did and i know you really liked it um yeah i mean i never finished it because i got to a really annoying part mm-hmm. but uh i will i will always at least try a new horror game from shinji mikami exactly he he knows what he knows his shit, basically. Yeah, exactly. Like it, it's it, he's got he's got a pretty good uh, resume to back his uh, back his games up. Mm. So, um, I mean, yeah, I obviously if those two things get announced, that's very exciting. Both uh, sequels to games that people actually probably want to play. So, at this point, Joel, like, what else could it be? Really, that's that's what I keep that's thinking it. to myself. Like, what else would Bethesda be announcing apart from a new um, IP? But which I think again, I think they said they're working on one, but that would be even further away. I would assume, unless it's they've had a team working on it 
in secret and then, maybe and then like it's a like a massive surprise of something that i mean that would be cool about. It, it would be great like in an ideal world that'd be tops <clears throat> that'd be awesome to find when we come out of it going whoa and that would be a way for bethesda to sort of reclaim the glory they had with that fallout for the, the the first year they did their press conference at e3 um where everyone i mean everyone knew it was coming like everyone knew it was coming at some point, but the fact that it was just it was like it was madness when that got announced. I was beside myself. I was, was at a, it was pretty cool. I was I was at a friend's house and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> fucking Fallout Four is a thing." I get a new Fallout game at some point, and then they were like, "It's coming in November." And I was like, "You're fucking full of shit." And then it did, and then it was an okay game. But um, yeah, and then the world forgot about it. Yeah, it was like it was okay. It was more Fallout Three, and it, it fell into the same trap that. Far Cry 4 did. Um, but yeah. yeah it, it did, actually. It's the exact same trap. Like, I loved for, uh, Far Cry 3. That was a fucking great game. Had so much fun playing it. Bought 4, played like 10 hours of it, and I was like, I'm done. <laughs> uh, it's more of 3, and I just, yeah, okay. And I finished Fallout 4, and I probably would have thought, like have fonder memories about it if I had I not got the shittest ending in the game. Um, Which one did you choose? I fucking sided with dad. Oh, yeah. It was boring. It wasn't even anything cool happened. Like I thought something at least cool was going to happen. And I was like, all right, I'm tempted to see, I'm going to see where this goes. Um, made sure I saved before I went and killed all the railroad. I ended up saving over that save file. Oh, um, so couldn't go back and help out the railroad like I wanted to do. Uh, and then ended up literally my story ended with me dying. Like, I think, oh no, dad died, then I died, I'm pretty sure. I was like, this is, this is garbage. Um, but I did enjoy the game up until that point. Who knows? Yeah, do you want to know what I did to my, I guess he's, he's your son, isn't he, if I recall correctly? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sorry, I yeah, fired a, a fat a fat boy at him. I fired a mini nuke. <laughs> I blew him the hell up. I didn't care. Yeah, I call. had no emotional investment in that game. Good call. I didn't have any emotional investment, but I was like, I want to see what this, see how this plays out. No. Just, you know... Snore. Dead. The end. <sighs> God. It's disappointing, like... Because there are still parts about Fallout 3 and Fallout New Vegas, mm-hmm. even though that was by Obsidian, that I think about, and I don't really think about anything from Fallout 4. Like, Nick Valentine was sort of cool. The, the Nick Valentine stuff was cool. There were some great characters in that game. Um, like, I, I liked... Um, is it Piper? The journalist. The journalist. She was cool. I liked her. Um, like, there was cool stuff, but, like, nothing that and li- I, was it I think about. L- Linda Carter, like, Wonder Woman was in it. Not as Wonder oh, Woman, obviously. And she was, like, a singer was, in a bar. A it was That was cool. Like, um, and some of the locations were really great. There was a lot of really cool, like, bright, colourful uh, elements in that game, which was really interesting to see coming from things like New Vegas and, and 3. Um, where there was a, it was a pretty, like, it was brown. It was, everything was brown. Hey, man, like, gray. New Vegas was sort of, like, yellowy brown. That's true. And it did have some of the, the, the like, fluorescent light stuff when you got it, to... It had the strip, which was very... Yeah, very the cool. strip was cool. Um, but yeah, I don't know. There's something, like, the, the, the different locations were, were, were cool to go to in Fallout 4, but... But I guess we'll find out what happens at E3, uh, at E3 at Bethesda's conference. On uh, Monday the twelfth of June, but it'll be super early 
Actually, no, no, that's right, because this is from Press Start. So, yeah, yeah, it's Australian. Yep, so it's Sunday night in America, stupid o'clock Monday morning for us. What time is it for us? Uh, it doesn't say, um, but I think I think theirs is at like 8 o'clock in the US. Oh, that might be okay for us, actually. So it might be like 10 o'clock here. In the morning. Yeah, in the morning. Something like, are we, yeah, I'm not doing a time zones now, but I, that might be okay. Yeah, I think, like, I, I'm going to be an idiot and watch it, because I'm not fucking, oh, I'm it. an absolute, um, no, I mean, like, I'll probably watch it live, because I'm a goddamn madman, but. I'll watch, if it's at the time, I'll watch it live, mm. like. Because oh, I'm, I that's generally the, that's the week I don't, yeah, that's the week I don't sleep, so. We're, we're, I just usually avoid, like, uh, Ubisoft and EA, typically. Yeah. Well, I like we we have discussed about potentially maybe trying to get together and and watch them together, but we'll see how we go with that. Um, in the future, we'll have to talk about that. But our last story now, Kyron. Uh it's just a fun one to finish on. It's a feel good story. It's a feel good story. It's you know feel good story. Uh so uh a man uh, a a man found a, a copy of the StarCraft. Source code disc. Madness. Yeah, insane. Like, OG StarCraft, like, uh, source code. Um, You purchased it in, like, a random box of, like, Blizzard games and stuff. Just, like, a whole bunch of, like, yeah, uh, of, like, games and items and stuff that he bought on eBay. And, yeah, just fucking this gold master disc for, uh, for StarCraft. So, um, so apparently the disc is from 1998 and includes the game source code. Um, he figured out that eventually after consulting with a few people that it was legit, uh, and he decided to send it to Blizzard after, you know, he wanted to claim, like, make sure it was legitimate first, but uh, after he did that, he sent it to Blizzard. Uh, Blizzard would like, um, thank you, for starters, and then <laughs> send him a whole bunch of uh, Blizzard loot. So he got a whole bunch, like, he got, like, all the, the Chroma Razor Overwatch gear, which I'm super jealous of because that stuff looks so good. Um, <laughs> I really want it, even though I don't have a like a desktop PC. It is unnecessarily flashy. Oh, that's for sure. God, yeah, it's so it's 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 borderline obnoxious. In fact, it is obnoxious. I, but I have a standard like uh, like Chroma Razer headset. Yep, and I don't know why it has to have little colorful things on its on the side of it but it does oh yeah i mean i i before my, the, the mouse i've got currently i had a razor death adder which which used to flash blue but now i have a i have a corsair uh saber i think it is i bought it packs um and i could like customize it's got it essentially got their version of chroma in it and i can customize it and mine's set to dialogue options colors because you know i'm a i'm a whore for our our podcast so um <laughs> but yeah it's cool like it I, it flashes between like purple and green and all pink and green so um but yeah so he got a whole bunch of really cool blizzard stuff um and then he sort of went oh thank you very much for that um he said uh no no sorry after that he got a call from blizzard uh and they were like again thank you would you like to come to blizzcon all expenses paid on us plus Mm -hmm. we'll grab drinks oh god damn jesus it's just yeah, so it's it's a nice sort of uh, oh, it's a, it's it's just a nice story. I really like it. It's crazy, like because it 
Blizzard told him that apparently the disc was in fact stolen as well. Like, what if he? How did the stars align? The disc guy came across it and was like, "Should I send it to Blizzard? It's genuine. I guess I should send it to Blizzard." Like, wow. I wonder. Oh, no, surely not. I was gonna say. I wonder if the guy that he like the person he bought it from. I wonder if they were they were responsible for it because it was a box full of Blizzard stuff. Who knows? Like, like it's crazy story. Just imagine and imagine the other reality where the StarCraft source code just got put out. Yep. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Like holy shit. Oh, you, you'd eventually get someone making that fucking the StarCraft uh, world of StarCraft. <laughs> um, that has been long rumored forever. Um, one day. That would be something I would get into. I feel like I'd be more inclined to get into StarCraft lore than I because I, I didn't play either World either Warcraft or StarCraft that much because I'm terrible at RTS. But I don't know, StarCraft lore seems pretty cool. Um, it's look, it's not that it's not cool. It's just that I feel like it's starting to loop a bit. That's a Blizzard problem, though. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, if they had like a world to explore. They don't finish their stories is the main issue yeah, I have. True. Yeah. <laughs> because like I mean they can't. Like they like, yeah. especially for WoW, they have to keep that world going. They're making they're into making platforms, not just games now. Like Yeah, exactly. Uh, and which is f- like fair enough. But yeah. Who knows? Cool. Alrighty. Should we get into some questions, Karen? Uh we should, but I actually just remember something. Should we should we also briefly touch on the fact that PAX Australia actually announced something? Oh, Karen, I don't want to talk about this because I don't know if I'm going to it. <laughs> but yes, let's do that. I'm sad about this. The fucking uh, mm. so they, PAX Australia has announced who will be doing their like their story time introduction, which is basically if you've never been, they usually get a special guest and they host like a how would would you say like hour and a half long? Yeah, it's like a keynote speech. Like it's like the, yeah. the opening keynote basically to the to the and weekend. they usually tell a story about, like, how they got into, like, the position they're at. And there's been some good ones in the past. Yeah, we like, had, like, Ron, Ron Gilbert Ron was the Gilbert. first one, yeah. And then we had uh, yeah. Pete Hines from Bethesda, actually. He was surprisingly good. He was great. Right? Uh, and they had, uh, last year they had Major Nelson that I didn't go to because I didn't really care. Nah, so um, I was like, cool, Xbox, I'm done. Sorry, I'm but, not going but to But Joel, who do, I have, who do I have this year, Joel? I don't want to Joel? Talk, I don't talk about Clarence. Joel, who do I have? I Joel. It's fucking Bernie Burns from Rooster Teeth. <laughs> It is, it is I'm, I'm literally wearing a Rooster Teeth shirt right now. Like, surprise, surprise, obviously. But it's the one I got in my, my box that I bought on Sunday. But um, Which also means that Bernie Burns will be at PAX Australia yep, as well. Yep. Oh, I'm aware of that. I mean, look, I've I've met Bernie before. Like, because me and Bernie go way back. No. Like, I've, I met him at the first PAX when they came out. So, I'm not super upset. It's Bernie, man. <sighs> I'm going to have to go. I, I literally, <laughs> a week after PAX, I fly to Japan. Like, I I just, I don't know. I'm just going to have to go and just be like, I'm going to get like, you know, the, the blinkers that they put on horses to stop yeah. their peripheral vision. Like when I'm walking down aisles, it's like, don't look <laughs> at the stalls. Sanchi's coming up and I know they got, they probably have Persona 5 shit by then. I'm like, don't fucking look at it. I'm going to the home of Persona 5. I don't need it. But I think I'm going to have to go. I, in some way, even at least for a day. Maybe I'll just go to the Friday. It's Bernie Burns, man. I'll like. go to the Friday and I'll go to the fucking keynote and I'll go and line up for some ungodly time to meet him and then I'll go home. <laughs> That'll be my day. But who knows? I, I might, if the stars align and I don't break any more phones, maybe I'll have I the like money that's to a, do it. 
That's a thing you have to specify. If I don't break any more phones, well, apparently which... so. That seems to be the thing. My last phone I broke. Granted, I was very drunk when I did it, and I don't remember doing it until I woke up the next morning. But, um, yeah, it seems to be a thing with me, apparently. So, oh, yeah. So that's Bernie cool, Burns, though. Like, it yeah, is great. Bernie Burns is uh, all, coming to packs. All joking aside, yeah, that's fucking great. That would be an, a very, very, very interesting person to listen to talk for an hour and a half. Um, yeah. Because, I mean, he's just he's very a fascinating man. Like, he's responsible for making... A lot of our personal in jokes have come, have come from that company. Um, a lot of good times oh, yeah. we've had because of that company. I mean, we went to RTX. You know, all the times we we went to that uh, the first packs when we met uh, Bernie and Gus and Jack. We went to that, yeah, the that after, party. after party that we bought tickets to. Like, you know, we've I had a lot of good times because of that company, and that company has been, especially in the last couple of years, has seen such a massive, massive expansion. Um. They basically like run an entire aircraft, like it's like an airport. How, like how big they've gotten. It's it's mental. Like they have I'm so happy though. I, I am as well because the content they're releasing is still all really good quality stuff. Like even with like some of the stuff, I'm like ah, I, 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 that's not for me. Like I I haven't been keeping up with like Heroes and Halfwits, their D and D show or anything like that. But like I don't have time. Exactly, <laughs> I don't have time for that. But I love all their podcasts. Rooster Teeth podcast is like weekly staple for me i watch it every week um and then i mean it's good to see they're relaunching like the like the patch again with glitch please and um it's exciting so yeah hearing him speak um and i mean they've they've just finished filming their second like feature film like that's mind-blowing mind-blowing so because they 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 made like machinima in halo yep because they decided to do something that not a lot of people were doing and they decided to, again this comes back to marketing i guess they decided they knew how to market it well and 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 market themselves at that time uh and uh like because i mean their, their website was for a while was called drunk gamers like that because that's what they were they were drunk gamers um and their podcast was called the drunk tank uh and then they eventually decided to adopt the uh the rooster teeth um which I, I remember the the moment I realized what Rooster Teeth actually really meant. <laughs> I was like, when, when when was it for you? Um, it was I I can't remember exactly, but like I, I it was it was a, a, during an episode of Red vs Blue. I was like, oh yeah. Someone mentioned the word cockbite, and I was like, yeah, oh, <gasps> I get it. But like, it's so good. It's it's brilliant, and the fact that yeah, like their logo, they're just like I I love I love them so much. So and I love Bernie Burns. He's just a genuinely interesting man. The man who painted his car to look like a Borderlands car. Because he could. Just because he, he could. Because he fucking could. And why not? Um, yeah. Cool. Thanks for thanks for bringing that up, Kyron. No problem. Yeah, I'm sad I'm about that. Happy. I'm happy we brought up Bernie Burns is going to be in Australia. Yep. Um, yep. I always um, enjoyed that Bernie in Australia. I'm, I'm happy. I'm really happy. I'm really happy. My bank account's not, but I'm really happy. Uh, all right. Let's get into some questions, Kyron. Uh, let's do it. So, first of all, we have a question from our very, very good friend, Sean, who is still currently gallivanting around the European countryside, having a grand old time. He's still doing some amazing drawings, so go check out his Instagram page at Draws. Um, he, I think he's got another one now as he well. He does, yeah. It's like, I, I think it's called Boy Comics. Yeah. And it's basically yes. like all just the comics that he does, uh, not just the pictures. 
because um, sometimes he'll do like a four panel comic or a two panel comic or something <clears throat> as his daily one. So I think he's separating them out. Uh, and some of them are really funny. Uh, actually, all of them are really funny. They're all really, really good. So go and check them out. But he asks us this week, which film director would you love to see create a video game? Um, so the obvious answer that came to my mind was Guillermo del Toro because we've almost had that twice now and uh, unfortunately it hasn't come to pass. It hurts. Yeah, it does. Every time I think about Silent Hills, I get a little bit sad. Mm, and then uh, I think it was the, the, you said the Insane Trilogy as well? Yeah, the Insane Trilogy he was working on with THQ mm-hmm. and then that went under. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like he just, he may not come back to games. yeah. <laughs> Like, yeah, I don't blame you, Beldy. I do. I, I, I wish you would. I wish you would too. I do respect him for his fuck Konami comment as well. Oh yeah, he exactly. Bas- he just said, you know, fuck Konami, and I was like, yeah, you know what? Fuck Konami. You are right, sir. Yeah, um, absolutely. I'm I'm trying to think. I maybe Edgar Wright. Like, I that, that could be fun. I mean, what sort of game would like? Mm, <sighs> I mean, the Scott Pilgrim game was already really good. It's true. Scott Pilgrim vs. the World game was really good. But I mean, that was it's more... A game you, it's a game you can't get now as It well. is a game you can't get, unfortunately, and it really makes me sad. I'd love a remaster of that, but... Um, yeah, that, that, that game sort of followed the books a lot more, but I don't know, like... Maybe like a, like a Telltale-esque kind of point-and-click adventure kind of game. Or, oh, imagine like... I mean, Persona Five is very similar to his style, anyway, but just with anime. Like, there's lots of there's lots of things going on. There's lots of crash zooms. There's lots of like whip pans and things. It's yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I'd like to see what come out from him. Um, I, I mean, to a lesser extent as well. He, I, I, he's uh, in in TV, but I mean, Justin Roiland's already helping out with making games. Like, accounting seems batshit crazy, <laughs> but I really want to play that. Like. It seems like a great experience. And from what I've heard, I've heard um, the Rick and Morty virtual Rickality is really good as well. Um, Again, just absolute insanity. But, you know, I expect nothing less from Justin Royal. Sounds like Rick and Morty, really. Yeah, exactly. I expect nothing less. Apparently, he's that, that man is insane. Um, and, and, yeah, you just look at his work of content and you, ha- you kind of get a good uh, impression of that. Uh, what about you, Karen? Uh Obviously, your, all of your ones were good suggestions. Mm-hmm. The only other two names I'd like to throw into the to the ring would probably be on this on the topic of like TV people who mm-hmm. also do some films that we like. Joss Whedon would be interesting. Oh, that's a good one. He he does a good job of making some pretty damn uh, in like characters that it's easy to invest in. Yep, <laughs> just look at Buffy and Firefly and the work he did on like taking the movie that should have been impossible with the Avengers and yep. making it reality. And then making one that wasn't so good, but let, we don't talk yeah, about that. Yeah, we don't, we don't really talk, we don't about, talk about that. Yeah. Age of Ultron is, yeah, it's like the no, black sheep no. of the family. Yeah. Avengers one is amazing. Though. Yeah, exactly. Avengers like, one is still, that, that movie holds up. That is a good movie. Oh, I'll always yeah. dream of getting like a Joss Whedon led, like telltale firefly or Buffy series. <laughs> oh man. Could you imagine like, and that, that is the format that would suit that perfectly. Yeah. Like, oh, imagine like it, like an untold Buffy story arc through. Oh, it's just it's making me too sad to think about that. Which is something. No, no more. Yeah. So that's that's one that I would definitely be unopposed to. And Ooh. you mentioned uh, Justin Roiland. Yep. 
Uh, I also want to throw Dan Harmon's name into it. Oh, yeah, that'd be a good one. Yep. I'd like to see what would come out of that that man's mind. He also a very interesting person. Um, yeah, I mean, because he's already. I, I really need to watch it, but I like he does like stuff with D and D with Harmon Quest. Yeah. So yeah, like, oh, that'd be interesting. But like, I mean, I guess there's so many to pick from. Those are just that's a couple true, of ones yeah. that spring to mind. I, I'm just trying to think of other people that I really like that make movies that I really like. Oh. Going back, I mean, to the, I, I, going back to the Edgar Wright thing, I'm just looking at my copy of Spaced over there. Imagine like a spaced, like again a, a Telltale style, but like that sort of like point and click narrative adventure in the spaced universe, like with like having those everyday life, but having those moments where it breaks out into something completely different, like having a finger gun fight in the middle of a street. Yeah, that's true. Like, like oh, that'd be cool. Um, I I guess it is cheating, sort of, for Dan Harmon because he's not so much a director, though. Uh, no, he's more but, of a writer. Uh, he's more of a writer, but I still want it. I still want it to happen. Oh, look, I'll, I'm totally okay with that. I'm totally fine with that. Um, maybe Kevin. Breaking the rules. Maybe Kevin Smith. It'd be interesting to see what he'd come up with. I feel like we're just listing off people we really like. That's now. true. Yeah, just anyone guess, that we really like, it's fine. That's what the answer was always going to be, though. Let's be honest. Exactly. Here. You know, I guess it's like if you say. The, uh, Sean asked us what we would love to see, and we'd like to see things that we like. So, sure, <laughs> fancy that. Um, yeah, imagine. <laughs> humor me for a second. I know he's not oh. really I- in charge anymore, but imagine if we got <laughs> a red versus blue game. Now, hear me out. I know. I know oh. what you're thinking. That already exists because it's Halo. But no, nah, the Red versus Blue story is much more investing, right? Like, worthwhile than even the Halo narrative. Exactly, <laughs> right? Like, and it's more—it's interesting. Like they've they've done some really cool stuff, especially in the, the the last few seasons. Like they've done some really interesting things. Um, and I haven't been keeping up to date with season fif- fourteen, fifteen, um, fifteen. Yeah, I haven't been keeping up with fifteen, but the first two episodes I watched were really good. And we're going an interesting place. The opening of season fifteen was awesome. Um, so I, I, I'd like to see that. Like, scrap the fucking scrap Master Chief. Put the reds and blues in there. Just keep that. Move that going forward. There's your, there's your Xbox exclusive. <laughs> I'll buy a fucking Xbox one if that comes out. You heard it here first. I will. If they announced a red versus blue game, and they're like. It's so funny thinking about a Reverse's Blue game because Halo is that. Right, I know. It's it's insane. Like and I mean the Rooster Teeth have a games co- a department as well. I'm look, I'm 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 overthinking this very, very much. But they have a games department. They made a Ruby game. They've they're publishing other games as well, like indie games. So <laughs> I don't know. It'd be kinda cool. <laughs> but uh, uh thank you, Sean, for your question. As always, uh Go and look look up that 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 beautiful beautiful man and his amazing body of work that he has. Uh, and on to our next question from our very good friend Broderick Gordes, co-host of the Hunting Seasons podcast. If you like television shows, we talked a little bit about television. Then um, he's also a big Rick and Morty fan, so he probably agrees. Actually, he's a big fan of most of the things we talked about. So um, if you enjoy television series. Oh. Uh, Yep, I was just gonna say. Um, speaking of uh, of things that now, now you brought up that and the, the fact we we're talking about TV shows, you know what? 
I would also, you know, who else I would like to see do a video game, Joel? Mm. <laughs> and it's it's not going to make Rod happy. Is David Lynch? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Rod, but like hearing you say that, like it made me just it. it <laughs> my, I definitely. Oh my god, yes. I haven't listened to that episode of Hunting Seasons yet because I haven't watched I haven't watched our Twin Peaks, so I didn't listen to it. But it was an, an unnecessary trigger, but just was like, no, that it would be cool because Twin Peaks is already sort of a video game sort of we- yeah. weird stuff happens and it doesn't really make sense, but it happens anyway. It yeah, has so inspired a lot of video games as well, like it it's, has. like things like Virginia and stuff as well. Like it mm-hmm. have that very sort of Twin Peaks um, element to it. There's something else that it's alluding me that there was very Twin Peaks esque from what I hear. Uh, uh, Deadly, Deadly Premonition, yeah, that's the one, yeah. Uh, also, yeah, not so, very popular. No, 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 no. I've watched enough of that game, <laughs> um, and that was enough. Uh, so, yeah, Brod is a very, very talented man. He is the co-host of the Hunting Seasons podcast, where uh, he and Damask, uh, he, uh, another good friend of ours, uh, tackle television series one season at a time. I took his, I took his thing. That's what he says at the start. I, he does it much better than I do. Does a much better job. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, so they basically like they pick a TV series and they watch it like uh, like a season in a week, and then they talk about that that specific season of that show. Um, and then like as this, they go on with the series, they'll sort of talk about it, the whole narrative of the whole and and things that happen. And and uh, they they know their shit. Uh, uh, Damascus is a writer, and and Brod is a uh, a director and cinematographer as well. Um, so they they know their stuff when it comes to uh, how things are put together in terms of television, uh, and they're both big fans of it as well. So if you like that kind of stuff, go and check out their podcast. It's, it's highly enjoyable. I was literally on the way home from work tonight listening to uh, Damascus and on that episode, it's actually uh, Brod's brother Liam talking about season one of Please Like Me, um, which is a great show and you should absolutely watch and then go and listen to that podcast. Uh, so yeah, go and check them out. Tell them we sent you, um, and yeah, show them some love. But Brod asks us, which video game creator would you like to see direct a movie? Um, So I feel like there's a trend with the questions that we had this week. Yeah, uh, Uh, so there was four, and these were two I chose because the other ones just seemed to be flipping (laughs) things around. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, I can't even find the other ones. But yeah, I think someone was trying to have a bit of a practical joke with this. Um, Very funny. Uh, but yes, we're going to answer your question. So, suck it. Um, <laughs> so it's an easy I, one. It is, yeah. I I had a I had a, like a, a, a name in my mind until you mentioned this specific name, and then I went, of course. It's obviously it's because it's meant to be Joel. It's just mm-hmm. meant to be. It's yep. Hideo Kojima. Yep. It would be like I would be so curious to see how long that movie would be. Oh, and just God. what the heck it would even be about. And I would... Oh. I want to go on that ride. I want to go on that ride with Hideo Kojima. Absolutely. It'd be a movie, it'd be a movie that would that, that, get broken up into three parts, but because it would need it, unlike The Hobbit. Um, that's, a, so, that is, that's an unnecessary burn against Peter Jackson. I, hey, <clears throat> you can't... I haven't seen them, but you can't deny the fact that that is a very small book that they stretched out very thinly over three movies. It's true. Yep. So I'm, I, I'm, I'm not I, saying I'm, they're great. I'm not saying I'm not saying that it's a bad out, thing. Coming out swinging against Middle Earth again, John. All right, look. <laughs> it did nothing to you besides be a wonderful I'm, world. 
I'm 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 starting to like typecast myself as like the guy that apparently doesn't like anything that Tolkien does and apparently really hates Mass Effect Andromeda. <laughs> That's like my two defining features because of this podcast. I mean, hey, if the shoe if the shoes fit, man, if it has, you know, it's, it's you. It's what you are. I'm not. I'm not saying that I'm wrong in assuming that that's what I'm trying to put out there, but no. Um, that's your brand. <laughs> it's my thing, yeah. I, I, I'm the heel character. I like <laughs> options. I'm like, yeah, fuck you, Tolkien. No, I don't mean that at all. Um, yeah, so, yeah, that's a, that's, a good, that's a good choice. Kojima, for sure. Be, I, I, I can't even fathom what, what the, it would even be about. Neither can I, honestly. I have, I have no idea. Um, uh, my suggestion, the, the name that came to my mind like when I thought about this question was Neil Druckmann from Naughty Dog. Um, I mean, he is basic, much like Kojima. He's pretty much making movies at this point. Well, that's it. Like, you know, I'd like to see like if he was, I don't know, given uh, something else, like a free reign to do a, a live action thing that isn't related to anything Uncharted or Last of Us. Like, just go make a movie. I'd, I'd be interested to see... I think it could be cool. Like again, mm. I love the Uncharted games and the Last of Us title. I guess it's not a sequel yet, but yeah, like there is a very there's an okay argument against the fact that the biggest problem with those games is their gameplay sometimes. Yeah, like the, you obviously you you want to go for the narrative, much like I guess like what we've said about like Persona Four in particular as well. Like you know, you, that the storyline is the thing that and the characters is really what makes that game. Yeah. Um and you could yeah, like you said, you could argue the same thing about uh Uncharted. I, I like the gameplay of Uncharted. Oh yeah, and Last I of Us. personally enjoy them. Like I mean the shooting isn't perfect in the earlier ones, but by four they've got it down pretty good. Oh yeah, yeah. Like because you know, they had the technology to, to be able to create that more uh competently. But yeah, I, I, I think just seeing what he could do with, with characters, because I'm I I went I went complete 180 with Last of Us. I, I When people were saying, Last of Us 2, I want Last of Us 2, I'm like, that game doesn't need a fucking sequel. The game ends perfectly. It is great. Everyone shut up. And then that trailer for Part 2 came out, and I was like, all right, I'm on board. My I, wallet was exploding. I was just like, yeah, okay, you need to make a sequel to this game, and I, I'm excited to play it. So, yeah, like they, I, I'd be interested to see what, what, what Neil Druckmann could come up with. Um. What else? What? Who else could we think? Ooh, who else do we like that makes games? I'm, I'm I'm just doing some fact checking here, like being a great because I. What about um? Oh, what's his name? I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to remember. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, Hideki Kamiya from Platinum. Oh, oh shit! Oh yeah, okay. You know. He's yep. got he's got some good thing some good names under his belt and it could make like, he could make a weird movie. Yeah, I that'd be yeah, it'd be weird. But I'd be on board. And it'd just, be like it'd be to see. It'd be batshit crazy. It would be. Like God, be we so play fucking insane. Oh yeah. Ooh. And uh, did did he do Vanquish as well? I think I I think Vanquish was like a combined effort. Uh, I think okay. I could or I could be thinking of uh, but other game that they did, Shadows of the Damned. Shadows of the Damned. I think that was a combined one. That was definitely yeah, with, that with was Suda Shin- 51. Uh, and Shinji Mikami. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, man. That was a fucking... I, was he even, I don't think he was even involved in that, actually. 
Actually, I don't think he was there. I think it was different. No, it was different. Shinji and Suda and Akira Yamaoka. That's right. That was the third person. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's predominantly like, yeah, Resident Evil, Resident Evil 2, Devil May Cry, Beautiful Joe, yep. Phoenix Wright game, Okami, Bayonetta, Wonderful 101. So yeah, and unfortunately was going to be scale bound, but rest in peace, scale bound. Oh, yep. Rip in peace, indeed. Um, who else could there be? I'm having a moment here. I'm there's, having a moment of inspiration. Oh, there's so many game makers out there, man. There's, there is so many, actually. What about a uh, really cool, um, uh, like, f- dark fantasy movie from Miyazaki? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> from the Dark oh, Side. That'd be cool. And that, I, like a Bloodborne-esque gothic horror from him. Yeah, see, here we, with... see, here we go. Now we're sort of, we're forming a rift here. Well, here we are. But but hear me out. Teaming up with Guillermo del Toro, like that would be the most fucking fucked up, crazy, disgustingly unsettling piece of cinema that you would ever see. That's not true. There's probably a lot of fucked up things. Yeah, there's, but like, there's a lot but, of bad stuff out there, Joel. But in terms of mainstream stuff, like that would be, that would be horror at its purest form like it would just be super unsettling the thought about it is making my skin crawl like literally making my skin crawl um yeah that'd be cool that'd be really cool one of my other favorite games mm-hmm. i don't know i think there's some pretty good people there that'd be there's, interesting like to see. look there's a lot of people that you could like even if you just think of like your favorite game and be like whoever made that game get them to make a movie <laughs> yep I mean, like, what about what about Shigeru Miyamoto? Like, what would he come up with? I don't know. It depends what he's doing at the time, I guess. Exactly. Yeah. Would it be a movie about gardening? <laughs> about riding a bike? Riding a bike? <laughs> I, wasn't there a story about him that? No, he used to come up with these ideas while he was riding a bike. To he's riding his bike to yeah. work, wasn't it? Yeah. And, I knew there was a bike involved oh, somewhere. I I I do have a soft spot for Shigeru Miyamoto. Miyamoto. He's just, he's just, he's a, like, oddly fascinating human being, isn't yeah. he? It's oh, just, yeah. I'd, I'd love to see how his mind works. It's just, it is to fascinating see, to think about. And to see what it would look like on a film. Oh, I, yeah. Again, it would depend basically what he's doing that day, really. I kind of, yeah. Oh, boy. Be, what, a, what a man. Anyway, <laughs> I think that's a, I think it's a podcast, Karen. Sticking a fork in it, are we? We're done. I think. I think so. I think that's a good one. We've uh, Thank, we've had thanks, a good time. Sean and Broad for just posting flipped questions. Yeah. Well, hey, look, it's not the first time it's happened. I remember Liam asked us a question one week, and then he asked the inverse of the question the week after. Clever um, boy. But but we we thank them for that. Because oh, they absolutely us, do. They give us lovely things to talk about, and we appreciate that here at Dialogue Options. So I thank was, you. I, just, I, I can't stress enough how confused I was when I was looking at the question <laughs> list, and I was. It was just Sean Broad, Sean Broad. I'm like, I'm just. Gonna, yep. I'll take the first two. Take the first yep. two. <laughs> I'll take these ones. It's fine. Um, oh. It's it's good to have Sean back here. It was a few weeks there where mainly because of our fault that we because we didn't ask for questions that much. But we're slack. Um, yeah, we were. Uh, but yeah, I think it's an episode, Cone. I guess I'll take so, us out then. Let's let's do it. 
All right. As always, thank you for listening to this week's episode of Dialogue Options. If you're still with us, you can keep up with us on the social medias. You can find us on Facebook, where we are just Dialogue Options. You can search for us on Twitter, where we are at Dialogue Options. You can even swing us an email, dialogueoptions at gmail.com. Uh, individually, you can find me on Twitter at X, where I'm still just being starstruck by Natalie Dormer and just changing anything I've got a, like a profile picture for, just changing that to the picture of me with Natalie Dormer. <laughs> And then remembering yep. that I'm going to be so sad in like two months when Game of Thrones comes back and I might need some some emotional support. Uh, as for you, Joel, where can I find you? You can find me at Jolie Mac, uh, where I was uh, tweeting at uh, James and Lawrence from Funhouse because I watched their new documentary on Rooster Teeth called House of Pain where they both became professional wrestlers. And I tell you what, it's fucking great. That looks amazing, and I would love to watch it. I wish Rooster Teeth would hurry up and put that damn video app on the PS4. I also agree with that. It is very frustrating. I'm lucky that I have a Chromecast. Uh, But it's, yeah, it's a really, really great, um, really interesting look into the the whole idea and world behind professional wrestling and James's love for it and Lawrence tagging along, and it's it's really cool. Um, Some really heartfelt moments with, like, with those two people as well, especially to see their like off camera personas. Um, so yeah, I tweeted at them about it and James liked it. Oh, James is a cool dude. This week in we Joel's, this, he is a, he's a very cool dude, but this week in, uh, in Joel's, uh, so interactions on social media with famous people. Um, see, that's, I think that's the thing that also makes it like what that made meeting Natalie Dormer so special is she doesn't have a social media presence. Like, Oh shit. Yeah. So that's like, that's you essentially just got like a retweet. Like, like it just doesn't like, she just, she swears she's basically swan on social media after things that happened a few years ago. Like, Oh, that's right. Yeah. So, mm. and that's like, so it's kind of like, that's, that's a bit more special. Yep. No, that's cause, true. Cause yeah. like, she's, it's not like you can just, as much as I, this is what I love about Twitter, I love that you can just tweet it, like, famous people, and they might, they'll like yep. you, sometimes they'll respond, they might even follow you, and you're like, oh, that's so cool. And it Thank feels you, Michael weird. Huber. Thank you, not, Michael Huber. It feels weird not having that connection available, you're like, hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. So, if you would like to have that connection with us, please follow us. Yeah, please. I And we, we I, might follow back. I generally follow everyone back, because I'm just a social media whore. But, I am. Um, I always do it. I have way more people that I'm following than that, that follow yeah, me. It's nice. It's nice to do. Um, also, if you really like us as well, could you do us a, a massive favor and go and leave us a review on whatever you're subscribed uh, to us on, whether it be like on Podbean or whatever podcasting podcast, uh, app or whatever that you use or on iTunes, if you could give us uh, like a rating and a review, that honestly is a really, really awesome way to help us out and support us and get us sort of noticed by more people. And you could, that's, that's a good way to spread, uh, to share uh, our content with other people uh, if, without if, having if, to do much. If they seek our witty banter. Exactly. Our witty banters. Uh, but anyway. You good? <laughs> yeah, I'm good. I just wanted to throw that in. You know, I was like, ah, yeah, cool. Uh, so anyway, I'll let a theme song uh, strike, which is "Get Bitches" by Azure Flux. Take us out, and uh, we'll catch you guys next week. There you go. See ya. <laughs>